I believe you predicted me. Fuck off, cat. Fuck off. Go lie down. Hey. Lie the down. cat's just super horny about the wind. Yeah. Did you say like, one dad? He's like, hey. Jesus, dad. Did you win? He's red rocketing over there, isn't he? <laughs> Gross. He's got his lipstick out. <laughs> lipstick out. You sick fuck. <laughs> oh, gross. Welcome to the Weekly Fantasy Roundup with your hosts, Andrew Skinner and Joel Bryant. Welcome back to another exciting episode of the Weekly Fantasy Roundup. As always, I'm your host, Andrew Skinner, joined by my co-host, Joel Bryant. We are happy to be back to bring you another exciting episode of the podcast. I was uh, sifting through Facebook like I often do, and I saw that meme. It said, some people are sick. Just found this in my kid's candy. Disgusting. Fair Lions tickets. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's fucking great. Worse than fucking sticking a razor blade in an apple. Lions home tickets. No thanks. I'd probably still go. Uh, yeah, I've only I've only been to one NFL game, so beggars can't be choosers. Well, I haven't been to any NFL games, but I'm not. I don't care if it's really never been to an NFL game. Hey, nope. Wow, that's interesting. No, anytime we go to any kind of a sporting event, it's always hockey games. I've only ever been to one one NHL game, one NBA game, one NFL game, and probably three MLB games. I feel like I've done about seven or eight or nine or ten NHL games in a, in a UFC, went to a UFC. I never went to a UFC, but when I was in Vegas in 2019, I was playing poker at the MGM Grand, and the UFC was in town, and they were holding an open workout. It was like a publicity thing in the MGM yep. Grand. To do and that the, two, three days before weigh-ins? Yeah, that's right. And the exit for the fighters – was right past the poker area and i was like within arm's reach of john jones and uh misha tate is that her name i i don't know i i felt bad i was sending videos to my friends who are ufc guys i said i feel bad because i know these guys are like at the pinnacle like i know john bones jones has done some shit outside of ufc but I know in terms of his in-ring acumen, he's like one of one the of top the guys, ever, yeah. right? And I could have fucking jerked him off. I was so close to him, you know? And my buddies who are huge UFC guys were like, oh my God, what the fuck? And I was like, uh, I don't know. I know he's good. And then Misha Tate comes through with her fucking massive arms and shoulders built like a goddamn linebacker and uh, takes a selfie with Mrs. I thought she was going to crush her cell phone in her hand. She was fucking jacked. Oh, my God. I would love to go to a fight in Vegas. That's on my bucket list for sure. All right, let's move on to some football talk now. How about those fucking taunting calls in the NFL? Oh, my oh God. My fuck, man. This is like the the new version of their the whole end zone celebration. No celebration, thing. yeah. <laughs> fuck, man. I don't I mean, get it, man. Like, did we not Billions just, do you need to make it here before you can figure this out? Did we not just come out of a, well, I mean, we're technically still in a pandemic, but did we not just come out of the worst of the worst pandemic when we were missing games last left, right, and center? 
you know, and Mm -hmm. now we've got the product back. We're not missing games because the majority of players are vaccinated, whatever. There's new protocols in place. And now we've got to throw in this fucking baloney. I mean, come on, man. Taunting. And a lot of these are like, seriously, like guys walking away from their play and turning their head in the direction of the guy they just hit or intercepted or whatever. And the ref's just like, fuck you, flag on the play. Did I miss something? Was there like line brawls endlessly or or some kind of violence issue that had to be resolved and the way to resolve it is through throwing tags of or flags of somebody's like yeah i hate you i i don't know man i think the nfl is doing their best to live up to the moniker of the no fun no league. fun league man it's brutal like don't get me wrong dude i love football and i mean there's no better evidence than that on sundays when i'm quite literally glued to my coach but mm-hmm. you know what i don't even see any possible merit to it you know if it's egregious taunting there's got to be some kind of line but every time a guy looks at another player after a big play oh that's taunting you know like come on man yeah when it's to the point that you gotta like be careful where you're looking in case it's construed the wrong way you know what it reminds me of and gary nolan will appreciate this reference me and gary nolan used to play nhl 99 on his n64 all the time okay And this was Mm -hmm. common for these games. The goalies, you could not do anything to the goalies. I mean, literally nothing. If you even looked at the goalies, you'd get a fucking penalty. If me and Gary used to say, if you breathe in the goalies airspace, you get a penalty. And it's so true, man. You'd be playing the game and your guy skates and makes like incidental contact with the goalie instantly penalty for goalie interference. It would be the worst Fucking penalties, man. You lose your momentum just because you got anywhere near the fucking goalie, you know? And it's the same fucking shit in the NFL, man. If you even look at a guy the wrong way, fuck you, taunting, taunting, taunting. Jesus Christ. I don't know. Maybe it's time for me to switch to fantasy CFL. I mean, come on. How, how do you even do you? Well, first of all, you could only have like 16 leagues, you know, because unless you're all drafting the same players. <laughs> and then you've got some guy named fucking Jim Johnson on the Rough Riders, but then the quarterback of the other Rough Riders team is also named Jim Johnson. So <laughs> what do you do? Oh, fuck. I don't think there's two Rough Riders teams anymore. I think that yeah. stopped being a thing like 20 years ago. Yeah, I don't, I don't watch CFL, admittedly. The only uh, time, here's the truth, okay? The closest I got to being anything near CFL fan was when Vince Young, years after he was done in the NFL, attempted to make a comeback with the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. No. I said, well, that's the guy that fucking, that's the reason I got into football. If he gets on the Rough Riders, I'm going to have to watch CFL. That's it. And uh, he tore his ACL in preseason. And I was like, well, there goes that. And that's as close as familiar. How about the Aaron Rodgers controversy surrounding his vaccination, or should I say immunization status? What do you make of that? That guy's totally lost the plot. Yeah, well, I listened to that entire episode of Pat McAfee's show. I'm a big fan. And they had this guy on after Rodgers called Ariel Hawani. You ever heard of him? Yeah, he's a big uh, MMA reporter. Yeah, that's right. Well, he's a regular guest on Pat McAfee, too. He's going out about Aaron Rodgers. He's like, I don't want to talk too much about your previous guest because he's clearly lost his fucking mind. 
He said, Aaron Rodgers had me right up until the point he told me he took medical advice from a podcaster. Yeah. He was and like, these people was like seriously believe that they're doing the right thing too. Yeah. Like these people are so passionate about their position. And, That's you and know what, man. This is the scary thing about the world that people of bizarre to watch. People of influence, like Aaron Rodgers, man. He is, you know, he's been the face of the NFL for a long time. Joe Rogan, man, now the most popular podcast in the world, super recognizable. Like these people are influencers, man. For Aaron Rodgers to go openly on the Pat McAfee show and say, yeah. I took medical advice from Joe Rogan. Like how many other people are going to be like, yeah, I want Joe Rogan's treatment for COVID. Fuck the vaccine. You know, that's a scary thing, man. It's starting to make me crabby as fuck. Cause I deal with it every day and I've been dealing with it for the last year and a half in this area. Like it's one thing to the next. It was the masks and then it was the lockdowns and then it was the fucking government control and the oppression and the vaccines are this. And like, I am just so fucking over it. Right. And I'm a big advocate for like, believe whatever you want. It don't affect me. I don't care. But yep, I hear now you, it's affecting me at work every day to the point that like I, in one of the work calls that I had to be on, I was t- telling my bosses in Ontario, I was like, I'm seriously getting to a place where I don't know how to be cordial with these people anymore. And yeah. I'm supposed to be receptive to their concerns and their understanding. But like, I've got people coming to me and being like, I'm not taking this vaccine until the human trials are over and you need to look up this website and do your research and that. And I'm, I'm looking at these people and I'm like, are you fucking stupid? Yeah. I can't deal with it. And then you get fucking people like him. He's, he goes to jeopardy. He's not an idiot. What are you doing? Right. I, again, man, I was listening to the interview because Aaron made a point of saying in the group chat, Aaron Rodgers has gone off the rails. Listen to this episode. And I was listening you know, and I said, man, I, I kind of get what he's saying about, like, the witch hunt with the league and how, like, they sent somebody in to fucking basically tear strip off their team for being the 19th uh, lowest amount of vaccinations in the NFL. You know, I said, man, he's making a lot of good points. And then he went on to say, like, oh, me and my now good friend Joe Rogan. I'm like, whoa, you had a couple of good points there, but you're about to lose all credibility and then just fucking keeps diving down the hole. I'm like, oh my God, are you insane? There used to be a pecking order in society where people would like shut the fuck up if somebody else, if it was a subject that you didn't have the experience or the education in, mm-hmm. you know, like if it was out of your element. But nowadays, Facebook and, and internet and everything else is at a point where everybody feels like they're that informed to speak to any contentious subject, contentious subject, yeah. whether you're experience with it or not like i think we've all become accustomed to a time where if it was about like cancer research or parkinson's or dementia or whatever you'd you'd be like yeah my my grandmother had dementia and that's where you'd end yep but now people hop on the internet and they're like dementia is caused by uh wearing your seatbelt too tight because of government oppression and all the control right jesus christ are you fucking serious yeah everyone's a fucking expert man it's crazy i can't take it anymore you know, everyone's an expert because they have Google. It's fucking crazy. Like, why yeah. can Aaron Rodgers just get on and say, oh, I'm allergic to a component in the Moderna vaccine, so I didn't feel comfortable with that. But this is the thing, right? These guys with these huge platforms, huge audiences yeah. go on with this crazy fucking ultimate warrior rant-like shit. And it's going to influence people, man. You tell me that fucking Billy Bob 
hick sitting at home listening to Aaron Rodgers like, you, Ivermectin, baby, let's fucking go, you know? Right. Jesus Christ. And how many people are sitting on the couch going, well, if Aaron Rodgers is on Ivermectin, I should be on Ivermectin. Exactly. I still think that article about I shared about Howard Stern said it best. Like from now, oh, on, I read that. Yeah, it did when Aaron Rodgers gets injured on the field, he can only be treated by Joe Rogan. <laughs> I fucking died. I find I'm tuning these Dr. people. Dr. Joe Rogan. Oh uh, yeah, I. Well, I will I've, never watch another Aaron Rodgers interview. If he's on Jeopardy again, I will not watch Aaron Rodgers on Jeopardy. Like I will have nothing to do with Aaron Rodgers again because I can't listen to people speak who are spewing this shit anymore like credibility gone yep this is another yet yet another bad look for the nfl here's what i read today okay so the nfl has been super cracking down on covid protocols they are at least in the public eye you know saying yeah we are the fuck they have exactly here's what came out today air rogers and Al Nazard were fined just under 15000 apiece for violating Ooh. COVID protocols. Okay, whoop-de-fucking-do. Here's, here's the kicker, okay? Just a couple weeks ago, CeeDee Lamb was fined $20,000 for having his fucking jersey untucked. So CeeDee Lamb gets slapped with a 20K fine for having his jersey untucked. Aaron Rodgers and Al Nazard get fined 15000 for violating COVID protocols for months on end? Oh, mm-hmm. okay, NFL. Tell us again how much you care about COVID for fuck's sake. I think sakes. the NFL has made it clear from the beginning that their their agenda in this is to just put enough things in place to shut everybody up. Dollars and, and just have sense. everybody leave them alone. So, you know, they can be like, oh, yeah, we're, you know, we're making people wear masks. We'll find them 85 cents if they don't. That's right. You know, it, we'll it makes the media lay off them. A fraction, a literal fraction of his salary. Like, what the what fuck? What's 15 grand to a guy like Aaron Rodgers? I guarantee he pays like 10 times that in taxes for one week of salary. Hey, Randy Moss said it best. You remember that old clip of Buddy recording Randy Moss in the parking lot? Randy Moss goes, What's 10 grand to me? I shake my dick at 10 grand. <laughs> and, that's, and that's basically exactly what it is. These guys yep. don't give two fucks about 10 grand. Ten grand to them is like fucking five dollars no. or ten dollars a menu, you know. If I got fined ten dollars for something every single day, it would eventually become annoying. But if somebody came into my room right now and said, "Hey, uh, you did this. You owe me ten dollars," I'd be like, "Okay, here's ten dollars. Who gives a fuck? Fuck off." All right. Yeah. Any other uh, football news to talk about from last week? How about your Jaguars? Beating the fucking Buffalo Bills over the weekend. How about that? First win on American soil in like God knows how many years. Oh, it's fucking ridiculous. <laughs> First they broke the fucking 20 game losing streak. Now they're beating arguably one of the Super Bowl favorites. What's happening here? The Buffalo Bills. What's going on right? with that? I I don't know. I mean, it was a low scoring game. Was it not nine to six? Nine to six, yeah. Just all field goals, five field goals. Was that the scoring? Mm-hmm. I think so. It's crazy. To think. I think we're about to win out. Okay, let's not go crazy. You're starting to sound like Urban Meyer at nightclub with a female around. <laughs> well, we're going right to win out. Came around. Yeah, who knows? Fuck, Urban's double up on his Our win Urban's count now. Urban's a happy guy. He can do whatever he wants now. They'll have the keys to the city soon enough. 
Mm-hmm. Anyway, yeah, big win for your big win for your Jaguars. Big win for my Titans too. They won a game that nobody was predicting them to win, especially after losing Derrick Henry. I myself yeah, that was, was quite the game. I was skeptical um, about the Titans, and I think I was bang on for the most part. Their offense was bad, but their defense was incredible. I don't know where this top five defense came from all of a sudden. The Titans have been. I feel a like that's a really tough measuring stick for a, a team that's had to basically shift their offense to be more a little more pass heavy right out of the gate. You're running into Jalen Ramsey and the Rams. That's yeah. a tough measuring stick. Yeah, but we didn't beat them on on offense. We beat them on defense, which is shocking. Like our defense. Well, that's was that's what I mean. It, the offense never really got to show itself either way, so the defense had to win. Yeah, and that's why I didn't. You know me. I mean, you had that long-winded discussion about AJ Brown's fantasy mm-hmm. outlook rest of the season, and he had a pretty shitty game. But I didn't even bring it up because, like you acknowledged, you're playing the Rams. Ramsey blanketed him the whole game, so I it's not even worth yep. mentioning. Now, if he has another down game against the Saints this week, well, might be some cause for concern. But I basically threw it all out the window. I mean, Adrian Peterson was running like a fucking deer in headlights. He ran like a guy who, like we said last week, hasn't touched football since December, you know. And oh yeah, he fell into the end zone. But it I was actually took the, the AJ Brown game as a, as a bit of a positive. Yeah, the volume was there, but I mean that early interception. One thing we can take away that early interception. I think it was like first quarter, and it was quite literally what I said was going to happen. Tannehill trying to force the ball to AJ Brown, and what happened? Ramsey mm-hmm. was like, "Yeah, I know you're going here. Easy pick. It was one of the easiest picks all season." And that's my and also in a in a game where their offense was obviously out of sync and would be after you know having to make a big shift and he's wearing the the Jalen Ramsey blanket all night he's and getting tons of volume he still put up almost 10 points if that's the yeah. bad game if that's his worst as bad as it gets right now I am mad yeah you well you don't want 10 points I mean if he just gets you 10 points a week rest of the season it's obviously bad well they're not going to play the LA Rams fresh off of losing Derrick Henry every week either so I see that no. as like we're the basement I think we can have a more we can have a more in-depth discussion about the outlook of the Titans offense effort next week. Like you said, you said it best when you said one week against the Rams, less than ideal matchup. So we can just basically throw it out, although it is noteworthy that they are gonna employ a three-headed running back attack to take the entire Derrick Henry workload. So if anyone loaded up on McNichols or Peterson, or even, God forbid, Dante Foreman. It's uh, choices. Yeah, I think unless one of those guys falls into the end zone, anyone who picked those guys up to start in the fantasy lineup is going to be disappointed going forward. The volume is just not going to be there. All right, let's go ahead now and talk about TBLC. Week nine in TBLC was unique. There were some big wins. There were some big losses. Overall, the scoring was way down last week. There were several teams below 120 points. And typically 120 points is not good enough to get you a win in TBLC. But if 
you put up, say, 125 points last week, you were beating over half the teams in the league. It was a very odd week around the NFL as a whole. There were a lot of upsets, like we mentioned earlier, Jags over the Bills. You know, there was a handful of others. And as a result, the scoring was down, you know. So it was reflective in the matchups. It's a mixed bag. Yeah, mixed bag for sure. Let's uh, a little bit of everything. Yeah, a little bit of everything. Let's start with uh, your match. Why not? You're the hottest team in the league. Might as well give you the props you deserve. Although you were not the highest scoring team last week, as you thought you might be. You won your bye week against a football team by a score of 157 to 111. Your 157, highlighted by Lamar Jackson, 37 points. Wow. Dalvin Cook, 15. Not bad. Jonathan Taylor, wow, 33 points. Very nice. Do you think Jonathan Taylor's lived up to his draft position yet? Or? <laughs> now, that was against the Jets, but you still can't knock 172 yards, two touchdowns. I would say that he has lived up to his draft capital. Yes. And He's I would even go as far as running say, back in fantasy football. This is yeah. not his first 30-point week. No, I would say that Jonathan Taylor's going to finish as the RB1. I'd be shocked if he didn't. Yes, I, I, I was wrong. Jonathan Taylor has indeed lived up to his draft hype and draft capital. A very savvy draft selection if you were picking at the end of round one, I would say. Yep. Yeah, I think a lot of people were probably taking Najee Harris here. He was the hot new ticket item in town. Everyone saw that there was one running back in Pittsburgh who loves to feed one running back, and I think people were taking Najee ahead of him. Now, don't get me wrong. Najee's been a fine play. I think he's the RB4 on the season. But uh, Taylor has been pretty darn good. Now, let's see. Robert Woods, 17 points, still relevant. Pretty, pretty good. Uh, Jacoby Myers, just getting worse somehow. (laughs) 1.8, that's not good. Dan Earl, wow, look at you. Picking up a dart throw tight end, getting you 10 points. Very nice. Devontae Freeman, 16. Pretty good. Pretty good week for you overall. You're just uh, growing accustomed to this winning thing, hey? Told you I was going to hit my stride, and then it was just going to kind of go from there. Yeah, when does the stride end, though? Uh, depends some years it ends in the finals and other years it ends like a week before the playoffs start you want to take a loss at some point i can say with that with certainty last year i rode like an eight or nine game winning streak into the playoffs and somebody said when does it end skinner you can't just win out and i immediately lost the first round so you kind of you almost want to take a hit at some point like, if you just continue... Oh, I think out, I will. I don't think I'll win out. Yeah, well, I mean, I I personally... I mean, it'd be nice, yeah, sure, to finish 11-3, get the eighth-place team, but just for that peace of mind, man, you don't want to go into the playoffs with, like, 10 wins in a row, 10 or 11 wins in a row. It would just be in the back of your mind, like, when's that loss coming, you know? Only if the, the eighth-seed team is Justin Kennedy, then I'm good with it. Well, we've got no worries with that. This team is a fucking dumpster fire. Although it did get Christian McCaffrey back. We shit on him for putting McCaffrey in his running back slot last week, but he finally, finally got the wish that he so desperately wanted and got him back. He actually got uh, Dave Montgomery back too. Now, granted, 
That was a Monday. That was a late Monday. Yeah. Because he's an amateur, he wasn't rostering his handcuff. So he wasn't able to put Khalil Herbert in his lineup. I'm a big fan of the chirp, chirp, chirp. I love to tell you how much you suck. It's fun, but I don't really endeavor into the, this manager is stupid because they did this territory. And I get that, you know, I'm not going to reference any of his commentary in the chat or anything. And I'm not going to point out how he has basically managed this team straight into the fucking ground. Right. Not going to do any of that. No, just going to leave it as I hammered on him. Good times. Yeah. Picked up Jordan love as his replacement QB for Brady on the buy. That was basically the dumbest thing you could do. You had to know that green Bay was going to fucking run the shit out of Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon. That's exactly what they did. Yeah. So Justin put up 111, which is basically what he does every week and shocker. He lost again. Uh, but he's see. healthy now, so it doesn't you know, matter. He's healthy. We're, yeah, we're all supposed to sit around and wait for him to be healthy. So now he's healthy. Yeah, see what happens. He's got Dave Montgomery and a bye. Great start to being healthy. Probably Definitely how you'd want to manage that when you sat on your IR for six weeks or whatever. Yep, IR for six weeks comes back for one game, doesn't play him, and then immediately on a bye. This is what this is the kind of shit that happens. When every time you get a trade offer from somebody, you have seven years worth of menstrual cycles all at once. Yeah. This is how it goes. Seven years worth of periods all at once. Ah, Just blood everywhere. Oh, my God. Justin had a couple of okay scores. Gaskin, 17. Sorry, Gaskin, 16. Serviceable. Jefferson, 17. Other than that, Jay Lamato was nice, 16 points. Other than that, just another week, another turd for Justin. Ironically, his 111 was nowhere near the lowest score of the week. In fact, Justin's 111 would have been good enough to beat one, two, three, four, five teams this week. Imagine 111 points, full PPR was good enough to beat almost half the fucking league this week. Jesus Christ. I think he kind of eclipsed the ceiling a bit too because he played two Miami Dolphins and managed to get over 15 out of both of them. Yeah, he was actually rolling Tua. He had Tua right up to the last second. And when he found out he was inactive, he had the wherewithal to not start him, which we can't say for all the managers in these leagues, but we'll get to that. <laughs> <laughs> Good for him because that's about the only wherewithal I've seen out of this team this season. With the win, you improved to six and three. Good for share first place. And Justin fell to three and six. Good for a tie of 10th and 11th place. I would like to note that uh, with the share of six and three, I apparently also have the tiebreaker because there's now officially a one beside there. Yeah, that's right. That stands for first place. Points four. You're now tied with uh, myself and Steve Power. And we've already discussed how my team has just not scored very much points. Although it was not the case this week. Myself, Turd Ferguson, annihilated. No suit for you by score 166 to 104. If I remember correctly, friend, you predicted me to win last week. And I predicted me to lose. I'm really glad you got that right. 
when uh, you do see. as many predictions badly as I do, you're bound to get one right sooner or later. That's right. Uh, my 166 highlight by Justin Herbert, 36. Welcome back. Joe Mixon, 28. Man, oh, man. That trade mean you made, I feel like it was a good trade for both of us, but Joe Mixon has been fucking fireball since you trained him to me. No less than 25 points since I've got him. It's fucking great. Random question here, not to take you off track. Do you consider trying to sell high on him, or are you good with him for the stretch? Well, I've been watching the Bengals crumble into a complete dumpster fire, and Joe Mixon just continues to put up points. So to rip off a podcast that I listen to, Joe Mixon was drafted to be great, and he's doing football things. So He's definitely never disappointed anyone before, so I'd say he'll be good. I think... Joe Mixon in years past has been disappointing from an injury perspective, if I'm not mistaken. I had him one year and he was productive, but just hurt. So I think that from a production perspective, now, obviously, I don't think like he's put up ceiling game, ceiling game, ceiling game since I got him. I think he's more around like an 18 to 20 point running back. But as long as he can stay healthy, that's quite all right with me. I am content to roll with Joe Mixon. I like his schedule going forward, and I particularly like his schedule for the fantasy playoffs. So it's also obvious that um, the other running backs are irrelevant. He is a true bell cow and one that gets production both on the ground and through the air. So, um, yeah, I'm going to roll with Joe Mixon. Yes. Okay. Keep going with the rest of your team. I I got more questions for you when you're done. Uh, Damian Harris got 10 points, which was disappointing, but he was knocked out of the game with a concussion. Uh, Brandon Cooks, 11.6, not bad. Diggs, 14.5, not what you want to see. Mike Williams, I mean, two catches for 58 yards. The stack, at least, this week, the Herbert Williams stack that I've been going on about at least got me 43 points this week, but 36 of those were Justin Herbert. So, uh, Friar Muth, it's funny. Friar Muth, 21 points. So, early in the day, I was writing in the chat, like, God damn it. I didn't know Kittle was going to come back and be so productive. Fuck, I really should have started him. And then it actually turned out that Friar Muth was to play. <laughs> and then uh, Eli Mitchell, you know, getting his 13 points. And the Cardinals defense, Cardinals defense was a big play, led to my, I think. I want to say my second high scored season, but it could be my. Did you just shit your pants after all you said to me? I think I did, yeah. Defecating? Now, I heard that. I, I really thought you were playing. I wasn't really, I wasn't really paying attention because the headphones are on. I'm kind of listening to you talk and watching hockey too, but I'm, yeah, I'm pretty sure I just, just really, really thought you had a trumpet there in your hand for a second. Burp, burp. Uh, my 166, I believe, was my second high score of the year, but it could be my high score. So I like it. What questions do you, do you have, friend? Do you need to cover your opponent, or shall I go right into your team? Uh, what do you say about Bishop's team? The Mahomes Hill stack, another awful performance. Wow, that is uh, – I mean, what do you even say at this point? I, I don't know. I was at the point. There's, there's some powerhouse teams here that are kind of stumbling a little bit, eh? Yeah, me and you. They should been be in fucking, one of them. Me and you have been fucking just blowing Cam and Bishop week in and week out on this podcast. But 
the harder we blow them, the the further they seem to tumble, which is unique. Not how mm. I saw this going down. I mean, 104 points for a team with Patrick Mahomes and Tyreek Hill. I mean, holy fuck, man. What is going on here? Maybe they just need you to flick in a reach around. Nope. No, everything sir. will be okay. No, no more reach arounds. That was last week. Stay relevant. Cordero Patterson still doing his thing. Oh, Jesus. Yep. Cordero, 10 rush yards, 126 receiving yards. Jesus Christ, man. Yeah, it's just something. Cordero, 19. Najee, 17. Uh, Jerry Judy, 13. Not bad after coming back off the IR. Devontae Booker, 15 points again. I'm not even going to continue with that other than, yes, I was right about Devontae Booker. Uh, let's see. With the wind. My team won a third in a row. How about that to improve six and three? Tie for first place, as we mentioned a moment ago. And Bishop lost his second match in a row to fall to five and four. Okay, this is the question that I have for you about your team, okay? Yeah, okay. Are you, are you buckled up? Yeah, sitting, got my seatbelt on. Is it possible that at six and three, you may, and hear me out here, have been the f- beneficiary of some very positive schedule. Schedule. Oh, listen, man, that's you don't think I recognize that my team's a bit of a paper tiger? I'm not an idiot. Okay. I see, I see those points for. Not only did I notice the points for, which for the record sits at eighth. Yep. I also noticed your points against which at 1,175 points against on the season is the 12th. lowest in the fucking league. Yep, 12th. Yeah, I understand. Wow. That. There's some red flags happening there. Hey, I understand. My team's a little bit of a paper tiger, but last three weeks, I've been one of the higher scoring teams in the league. Last week in particular, I had second high score. So I think my the current trajectory of my team is reflective of the trades that I've made. And I like Uh the direction that my team's going in. I've been one of the higher scoring teams in the league over the last three weeks. So despite the fact that yes, my points for is dangerously low, which will not help me in any tiebreakers. And yes, my points against has been very gratuitous so far. I understand that my team is on the trajectory. I want them to be on. Okay, I must have been sleeping somewhere in between our podcasts, but let me just double check. I'm looking at the right team here. I am. How in the fuck is this Jarrett Patterson guy on your bench? <laughs> How did he end up on your bench? <laughs> well, uh, last week, me being the savvy manager that I am, I always check. And again, this might be another PSA. I don't know if this is PSA worthy, but. I always have a habit of checking on Monday who the available free agents are. So if I've got my match in the bag, which I did, I look to anyone, any dirt throw that I can look to add early for the next week that may have some kind of relevance. So I was looking, me and you had a discussion about Gibson last week, about potentially shutting him down. So I said, fuck it. I'm just going to grab Patterson now while he's free. I was dropping like P Ryan for him. Uh, Mixon already had a big game. I knew the Bengals had their bye the next week. So, in the very least, I didn't need P. Ryan for the foreseeable future. So, you so dropped just, your fucking handcuff for this country club guy. 
Yeah, I did. Yeah. Ooh. It doesn't matter. I was, quick, I was quick to drop Patterson again this week. All right. Good on you. But in the moment, I, you know, I like to think, even though the results don't always go in my favor, I'm always thinking, man, I always got the wheels turning. And I just saw an opportunity and said, I'm just going to grab him in the event that something comes out about uh, Gibson in the next day and a half, two days that suggests that the Redskins or sorry, the football team is going to shut him down or that he's going to miss a week, whatever. I said, I'm getting ahead of that. Anyway, with the win, I improved to six and three and with the loss, no suit for you fell to five and four. Let's move on to four verticals versus Clyde Edwards Despair. Clyde Edwards Despair defeated four verticals by score 123 to 111. Typically, I'd say that Steve Power was a good luck winner by pulling in a win with 123 points. But this week, 123 points would have been good to beat over half the league. Powers 123, highlighted by Kirk Cousins 25. Javante Williams, 11. Keenan Allen, 22. Very nice. Adam Thielen, what? Six yards for a touchdown? What's that? One reception? Is that one yards? reception? One six-yard reception for a touchdown? He had one yep. fucking catch? He's like a fucking tight end. Nice. Hunter Renfro flashed in the absence of Henry Ruggs, which I suspected be the case. 17 points. Very nice. And other than that, he didn't do a whole lot, which is why he only put up 123 points. On the losing side, four verticals, 111. Low-lighted, I guess, by Dak, 23. And that, that was ugly 23, man. That game was fucking 30 to nothing in the fourth quarter. And the Cowboys were like, uh-huh. yeah, fuck it. we're fucking going for it. He got 16 garbage time points in the last eight minutes. Uh, let's see. Yeah, Brandon Ayuk. 19 points. Very nice. Welcome back to the end zone and fantasy relevance. Is this here to stay? Is this a product of George Kittle being on the field? Was that his problem this whole time? Who knows? I don't think Kittle was the problem when he was dog shit the first couple few weeks of the year, though, right? Yeah, you're probably right. All right, moving on. Uh, with the win, Clyde Edwards Spare improved to 6-3, share for first place. And four verticals fell to four and five. Yeah, I don't know about either of these teams long term. I love a Paris team. I know at one point I accidentally said that I thought his team was a powerhouse. Granted, that was with um, Derrick Henry, but he spent up on McNichols and oops, he was not very involved at all. Javante Williams, I love the kid, man. He broke 100 yards for the first time this year, but as long as Melvin Gordon is healthy, they are quite literally going to split them down the middle every week. Mm-hmm. Thielen is finally doing that thing that pundits thought Thielen would do this year, and that is not catch a lot of footballs. Jasicki, uh, I don't know, man. He might be like a eight-point floor tight end, but he's never going to flash. Van Jefferson never going to be more than a dirt throw in any week. As far as four verticals goes, he seems to be riding this this wave of Aaron Jones, Daryl Henderson, C.D. Lamb that I would not have suspected would be a wave. I thought those guys would just fire all week, every week. All now, three of them were on my list going into the season. Now, I, th- I don't think it's fair. Let's 
let's throw it Aaron Jones game. No Aaron Rodgers. It's hard yeah. to it's hard to hold that against him. Well, Aaron Jones is first rounder, like of the group, he should be the less the least. That's right. Henderson's also been really good, and they got buried early in that game against Tennessee. So from a volume perspective, it's been all Henderson. I would be willing to forgive that as well, to be honest. Henderson's last four weeks, 8.8, 22, 3, 9.4, 24.7. So yeah, what so- I'm saying is there is a fucking roller coaster happening there there's a lot of ups and downs yeah but the ups are high like his ceilings 25 points which is exactly what you want and Mm -hmm. i think the rams are going to be in more positive game scripts than not in which case henderson's going to be in line for some ceiling games so i think it was just a down week for ryan's team who would have saw the fucking cowboys being shut out by the broncos not me you know yeah should have got some big points Maybe I'm just talking shit, hoping that Ryan is a listener of the show and oh. is going to trade them all to me. <laughs> Make a trade. Who knows? Yeah. Well, if you were going to buy low on CD Lamb, now's the time. Because yeah, I tried low. that in like week two and it wasn't low. Well, it's probably low now, but who knows? Uh, let's see. Moving on to the next matchup. Speak of the good luck winner of the week. Here it is. Both Cowboys defeated Shogun Master. <laughs> Jesus Christ, 115 and 99. Here's Cam's week, okay? He started James Conner, 39 points, and he still only managed to muster 115 points. If that doesn't have you smashing fucking panic buttons, I don't know what does. That fucking Bengals thing is just seeming to fade. Jamar Chase is a stud, don't get me wrong, but he's yep. still rolling out Chase and Higgins, Higgins every week with confidence. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, I guess he hopes that one of them will hit on a weekly basis. He must base. be shopping that around, and I'm just not seeing any of it because I don't have anything he likes. But knowing Cam is savvy as he is at this, and he's active with all his teams, there's no way he's sitting on this quietly week to week, is he? Is he comfortable with this? Uh, I don't know. Uh, let's see. Cam's 115. God, do you even point out anything here? James Conner, 39. That's it. Everyone else was shit. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm with you. I got nothing else. Spencer put up 99. Uh, Jalen Hurts, 18. Everything else was shit. Is Chris Boswell, his kicker, was the second highest score of the week, 15 points. Hear that, Bishop? Chris Boswell put up 15 points. Go get him, baby. He had four buys on his bench, and he had to stash Kyler Murray. So good for him for making it through the week with having to sit on five guys. Yeah. Not getting the burger or the fries. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) Funny. I did there. Yep. Zing. Yeah, Cam. I mean, we've talked up Cam's team. I think Cam's team is going to be fine. This was obviously a bad week for him. He'll I do back. too, but I think he's got to make a move or two. But knowing Cam, he knew that well before I was oh, around to say we've anything. We talked about that in detail. I mean, mm-hmm. like we said, two of his three receivers play for the same fucking team. Make a fucking trade, man. God almighty. Yep. But anyway. Uh, Spencer's team is exactly what we've said it is. It's fucking hot diggity dog shit. I don't care that he had Hopkins and McLaurin on by. This team fucking blows. 
just another week that I'm put into this spot where I have to bring up how he gave Justin a free win that yep. week. Yep. And he's now lost, lost since, and he's now three and six, sitting in eleventh yep. place. Spencer fucking give weeks away. Uh, what the Kadarius Tony? Does he still like him, or is that right? Are we, are we over Man. that fan now? Talk about a fucking bust, dude! Has one massive game. People all over NFL.com leagues blowing webs on him left, right, center, and dude has not broken five points since. Whoops. He didn't even have Sterling Shepard around this week, did he? Nope. No excuse. Yikes. Uh, with the win, Cove Cowboys improved to five and four. And with the loss, Chauvin Master lost their third in a row to fall to three and six. Mm-hmm. Moving on, Team Dinner defeated Labrador Colts by a score of 126 to 98. Pinch me if you've heard this before. Sean McClain, low-scoring team of the week. Jeez. <laughs> uh, but I'll tell you what, man. I don't care how this fucking season plays out for Sean McClain. That man has been active. That man has been making fucking moves. Making Absolutely, yes. He's, he's trying harder to claw back in it than the guys that like have a legitimate chance to, yeah. to win. The, the trades, I mean, I don't even know if the trade he made today, which we'll touch on soon. I don't even know if that worked out in his favor, to be honest. But the fact is, is that he recognizes that his team is on life support and said, fuck it, I got to try to buy me some wins. You know, traded Berkeley on a buy, traded Kelsey. Got a pretty decent return, but he's trying to buy wins, you know. When I wish he would have done it last week. Yeah, right. When you're trying to buy wins, you can't eat bye weeks, you know. I thought this would be a week that he could maybe slip out a win if he made a, a move yeah, or two. And then and the three and six is different than two and seven, right? 126 is beatable, but so much for Joe Burrow being an answer for Russell Wilson. Six points. <laughs> yeah, that was a tough week. Carlos Hyde seemed like a good pickup in the absence of James Robinson. Six points. <laughs> AJ Dillon. Well, he stuck with AJ Dillon, got him 13. Nice. Cole Beasley, Jesus, eight receptions for 33 yards. What are you doing? Trotting hey. along the two-yard line, three-yard line. Travis Kelsey had a decent game. Tim Patrick, look at that. Tim Patrick had a good game, but not good enough. Sean lost by 28 points and fell to two and seven in the process, losing his sixth in a row. Uh, let's see. And the final match of the week should have maybe did this one first as the highest scoring team in the league came from this match. The Roundhousers <laughs> smashed Costanza <laughs> by a score 171 to 106. Oh, that's, that's fucking beautiful. Davin, look at Davin go. Man, we have fucking cast away on the show, put up the high score of the week. His large 171 highlighted by 30 points from Carson Wentz, 17 from Mel Gordon, 20 from Alvin Kamara, 20 from Hollywood Brown, 16 from Darren Waller, 13 from Josh Jacobs, fucking a dozen from his kicker, 27 out of the Pats defense. Christ almighty. 
Well, big, yeah, big, big week. week. And this is with Rogers. He had to fucking replace Rogers or Carson Wentz. He got a 30 burger. Well, Mike Evans on a bye. Yep. We both he, predicted uh, Gary to win this last week, and we were both wrong. Down and very wrong. straight to nine and five. Yeah, nine, nine and five. Yep. As much yeah. as I like to shit all over Nolan, kind of breaks my heart a little to see him still having to stuff Mike Davis into his lineup and getting 1.8. Yep. Now, to be fair, I did say that Mike Davis's ceiling was 10 yards, and he fucking blew the door off that this week with yeah, wow. 13 rushing yards. Nolan also got to find a way to not have Nicole Hardman in his lineup because that is not working. Yeah. It's, uh, I, to be honest, I don't even know why the fucking Kansas City Chiefs have this guy in the lineup. When you're the wide receiver too, Patrick Mahomes not throwing you the ball. How the fuck have you not had splash games at some point, man? This dude the couldn't fuck fucking... have we only had one trade in the last three or four weeks. Like this is the eighth team I've looked at that needs to make a trade. I'm sure of it. Yep. I don't know. It's a good question. Gary no had a real just... down week from the uh Stafford Cup stack. 35 yeah. points from that stack is uh not what you signed up for. That Titans D happened to him. Man, Cooper Cup again. Jesus, every fucking week, man. Even even on his bad week. 11 for 95 in full PPR, just 20 points. No big deal. Uh, let's see. With the win, the Roundhousers improved to four and five. And with the loss, Costanza fell to five and four. Uh, let's see. Standings after week nine. Three-way tie first. Got the Skinner tattoo. Clyde Edwards Spare, myself, Turd Ferguson. And we have at five and four, Co Stanza, No Soup for You, Cove Cowboys team dinner. And after that, we have the Roundhousers, four verticals tied at four and five, followed by football team, Shota Master tied at three and six, and still nestled in last place, Mr. Sean McLean, two and seven, despite all his moves. Still last, although you know what? Like we said a moment ago, I really like the effort that Sean is putting forward. If nothing else, Sean should be an example for the other teams kind of peddling around four and five, three and six. Like, make moves, beacon of hope, make moves, take fucking chances. This is your fucking season, man. You're right at the corner. Before you know it, man, it's going to be fucking fantasy playoffs. There's going to be a handful of teams left scratching their heads. Yes, I understand that not everyone can make the playoffs. Only eight of the 12 teams do, in fact, make the playoffs. But if you're one of those fringe teams, man, take a fucking chance. Make a fucking move. Do something. Do anything to improve your team. I don't get how these guys are so passive, man. Fuck. You must be coming up on the trade deadline here too, hey? Uh, That's a good point. I'm glad you mentioned that, friend. Trade deadline is, in fact, on... Friday, November the 26th. So we oh, have so still a couple weeks. Yeah, we have just over two weeks left to the trade deadline. The trade deadline is on November 26th. Please mark that on your calendars and adjust your expectations accordingly. All right, let's move on now to week 10. Make some predictions. Now, this week, I want to do more of a rapid fire. 
prediction because we tend to just have the same discussion when it comes to recapping the previous week and then predicting the following week. So let's just buzz through these quick. I'll give you a matchup. You tell me who you like, one reason why. We'll move on. No soup for you, Clyde Edwards Spear. Who do you like and why? I like Bishop, and it's because, well, fuck, I got to do some homework if you're going to make me do it like this. Rapid fire. Rapid fire. Because his team is better. Yeah, good one. I'm going to say Bishop as well, and my reason is that I think the Mahomes and Hillstack gets back on track. Football team versus Cove Cowboys. Um, Cam. Because he's playing Justin. Uh, yeah, that seems like good reason. I'll say Cam, but I'll specifically say because Aaron Rodgers should be back in Seattle. Devontae Adams will flash, and that should be enough to get him over the hump versus Justin's LOL team. Four verticals, team dinner. I'm going to go four verticals because team dinners got some roster problems. And then he, you know, made that move where he took Barkley eat that by week two. Yeah. I like that move for Adam rest of the season, but not this week. I'm going to take verticals as well for that reason. Sheldon master roundhousers. Going to go Davin. Okay. Uh, I just see a lot more positive matchups there yeah i think oh fuck spencer's got some buys yeah he's got some buys he's healthy though his buys are fucking Kadarius. this one's close i think this his one buys really are Kadarius phony and david johnson who gives a fuck okay so the buys don't matter no this is the best version of spencer's team mm-hmm. i'm going spencer for that reason that this is the best version of his team and i think he gets a win Labrador Colts co-stanza. Sean get rewarded for all his moves. Does he, in fact, buy himself a win? I'm saying yes. Jesus. As soon as I open my page, is Q, 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 Yeah. Q, 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 IR. That was a lot of shit happening there. I'm going to go Sean, just based on the fact that he's made some aggressive moves to try to buy himself a win keep himself in contention, and I think he gets rewarded for that. I think your logic is sound, but I'm going to go with Nolan because uh, I see that Stafford Cup having a big bounce back. Okay. There's one more match, a friend. I don't know if we can do rapid fire on this one. Mm. Seems the hosts are doing battle this week. Battle of arguably two hottest teams in the league. Yourself, five wins in a row versus myself, three wins in a row. Not much uh, going on in our lineup, says now. We Did both you got- take my fucking move and bench your lineup, you cunt? Get original. Uh, I mean, certain Joe Mixon, my flex. Uh, up, yeah, never seen that move before. He's up for much this week. Hey, start. Uh, what have I been preaching? Start your Thursday players in your flex. For minimum flexibility. That's what I'm saying all along. Okay. Did you see? And you're my taking flex? my voice. Yeah. Freeman in your flex, my man. I like yeah. it. 
We both have very large benches. In a league with only four bench spots, we have found a way to circumvent that for sure. You unoriginal bastard. (laughs) So it's really (laughs) hard to predict. I mean, my team is projected for zero. Your team is projected for 10. I'm going to take my team because A, it's you, and B, we covered how little points your team scores in general over the course of the season. So yeah. I'm going to go me. Yeah, well, I did say my teams were one of the higher scoring teams over the last three weeks. If we played each sure. other last week, friend, I would have beat you. Just saying. That, that would have been your lightning in a pop can moment. I've had a few lightning in a pop can moments. Yes, you absolutely have. For the sake of the podcast, I'm going to pick myself. So one of us is going to be disappointed this week. All right. We have uh, an arrangement. One of these winning streaks is coming to an end. You predict you to win. I predict me to win. May the best team win. Let's you copycat move. motherfucker. I don't know what you're talking about. You know what? My guys have been working hard for the last three weeks to give me three yeah, minutes. Yeah, you bet. They working deserve so a break. hard that you're last in the league in points for. We get it. They deserve a break. No, I'm last in the league in points against. Right. Wheeling and dealing. There was a trade that went down just today, actually. Team Dinner traded to Labrador Colts, James Robinson, Kyle Pitts, and Devontae Smith in exchange for Travis Kelsey, Saquon Berkeley. Two guys that had some very high draft capital. If I'm not mistaken, Kelsey was first round pick this year, and then Barkley was top or middle of the second round. This was a very big trade for both teams. As we mentioned a moment ago, Labrador Colts at two and seven, trying to buy wins. They need to win out to finish at 500. So Sean is taking swings. He's swinging for the fences. He's pulling his best Ryan Howard and just swinging for fucking dingers every time he gets up there. So it's a big deal. What do you, uh, what do you think? Who won this deal? For me, it's not a, it's not a straight up like value for value trade. If that makes sense. Like I could really fucking care who got the better players from who I think it's one of those like win-win type deals based on, where both of them are and how the players they got fit into their teams. So Sean, I think did well, first of all, cause he's, he managed to do something with Barkley and like Barkley owners everywhere got to be ready to yard their teeth out, trying to get value out of him right now Yep, to get him in with Kelsey and like get an actual credible return. I think he did good, but he also filled some spots out that, he's gutted in places man like he's just taken one beat after another so he he had to get a return that helped him plug holes in his lineup and he did but also on dinner's side he took the swing at five and four he's right in the middle of the pack and all of a sudden you just bought yourself travis kelsey and if the berkeley thing works out that's a big step up so i I think think i call it a win for both yeah you know what man I have to agree with you. Like, let's look at the surface of the trade for one, like right on the surface. 
Sean um, took one player that he had in his lineup and Travis Kelsey and exchanged him for three players that he mm-hmm. can now put in his lineup in Smith and Robinson and Pitts. Now, if you break it down even further, yes, Pitts has not been uh, what he flashed with Calvin Ridley in the lineup. James Robinson missed last week and is banged up. Devontae Smith has been hit or miss, but has shown high ceiling. So you've got some guys that aren't necessarily locked and loaded for guaranteed production like Travis Kelsey or even Berkeley when healthy, but someone from Sean's perspective who's two and seven and got to win out. I mean, maybe, maybe you make the playoffs at what, five and nine, maybe, but I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be counting on that, you know. He's got four weeks, so he can go six and eight. Yeah, six and eight is probably the cutoff. You're probably going to see one, maybe two, six and eight team. So let's, and that's what I mean on, on Sean's end. Like, I wish he'd found this deal last two week. Two weeks ago. Yeah, even two weeks or, ago. Yeah, even the week before, but last week for sure, because yeah. he could have taken out him for a walk last week and been at three and six, and then this is a whole different conversation. But yeah. still, like with the position that he's in, I think he did well. Because Barkley's a tough sell. Yeah, I like the return. I think that Adam sold high on Devontae Smith. Devontae Smith is a player that could probably be picked up on waivers in some leagues. I don't know about our league in mm. particular, but he's a guy that Adam saw get a 20 burger said sell right now so that yeah was and if you're swinging for the fences that's the kind of guy you need because if he's going to hit those fence games he's going to put you over the top that's right but on the same notion as much as he sold high on smith to sean he still you know for sean's perspective Devonte smith has a higher ceiling than some of the receivers that he had or has in his lineup, you know. But he just lost Claypool, so. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough for sure. Yeah, I think this is one of those rare occurrences where both teams benefit. Adam was a little deeper and had the benefit of having a couple extra wins. So Adam, unless he goes on some catastrophic run, probably going to be in the playoffs. And those two guys – Kelsey and Barkley, assuming healthy, will certainly benefit his team in the playoffs. Meanwhile, and you know what I appreciate here? Like, we were giving Sean his credit for stepping up and trying to salvage a season and doing something about it. But also, Adam, you're sitting in seventh at five and four, and he's taking some injury shit, and he's probably got to bury another week to make a deal happen, and he's stepping up to the plate and going, this can make a difference in the long run, and I can fucking put my name in there to see if I can win this thing. He's right. actually stepping up to the plate and, and making a bold oh. ass move. That's why Adam's former two time champ. See savvy. You go. Okay, now let's move on. Talk about the Guillotine League, Decapitation Nation. Na 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 na. Hey, goodbye team that was eliminated this week is none other than yourself. <laughs> oh. ah. Ah. 
CeeDee Lamb, Josh Jacobs, DeAndre Hopkins, bye. All Am I supposed to be upset with that commentary? I played your season twice and another week. Well, you can boast about that, but I went ahead and did some homework because I was really excited to talk about this. <laughs> last week, you went out last week. Excuse me. Last season. Na, 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 na. Na, 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 na. Hey, goodbye. You went out seventh place. This I did season. not do a personal best this year. No, I did no, not. No, you did not. You fell three places. So as bad as my showing was, I did twice as good as I did last year. I you think did. that's less to do with me and more to do with how well everyone else has excelled. Na, 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 na. Na, 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 na. Hey, goodbye. Yeah, okay. You know you had a guy in this league this week who started a fucking inactive quarterback, right? Don't give me that fucking shit. He started fucking Tua, who was inactive, and still hung on. Man, if you're not cheering for Sean McLean in this pool at this point, you're fucking doing it wrong. That guy has done some of the most boneheaded shit in this pool. Na, 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 na. Hey, goodbye. He's, he could not wait to spin his web. Sean looked, it was like a kid find a hundred dollar bill on the ground. What would you do? Would you save it? Would you be like, holy fuck, I got a hundred bucks? Not Sean McLean. He stumbled to nearest gas station and bought a hundred bucks for the most useless shit. And he could not wait to do it, man. Well, let's, okay. First of all, let's break down the bones of this. You were eliminated. You scored 91.58. Jalen Hurts, 18. DeAndre Hopkins, 0. CeeDee Lamb, 4.3. Najee, good score, 16.8. Michael Carter, 9.6. Dan Arnold, 10. Josh Jacobs, 13.5. And the Colts defense, 12. So we've had this discussion before about... Na 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 na. Hey! Goodbye! You dying on your sword. And if I had to drop, you know, Hopkins, for example, if I, you know, from your perspective now. Na 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 na. Na 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 na. Hey! Goodbye! You saying that if I put him on my bench and dropped him, I wouldn't have a chance anyway. I think that's where we just kind of agree to disagree, okay? But your margin of elimination is eight points. So me, being the friend I am, went ahead and created a list of players you could have picked up last week. Yeah, there was a lot of season. I know. There was, there was a lot, but now I'm not, you know, I'm not, there was some random wide receiver in the Jets that could have got you points. I'm not going to talk about guys like Joe Blows you picked up. But there was, I listed five guys, okay? Na, 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 Hey, goodbye. Well, you could have picked up a wide receiver to save your week last week. So you could have picked up Devontae Smith, got you 22.6. Hunter Renfro, I think he would have been a real nice pickup. We talked about his boost. Yeah, that would have been a good play. 17.9. T. Higgins was shockingly out there. 13.8. Jerry Judy, he was kind of fringy for me to put in this list. He would have had to have been hard-pressed 
to gamble on him, but he was a guy that's a decent name that could have gotten there. He got you 12.9. Na 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 na. Na 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 na. Hey! Goodbye! And last guy I put on the list. Alan Robinson, 10.2. I can put next to LOL. That's ironic. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah, good one. There was obviously a bunch of other guys you could pick up save your week, but those are the five most noteworthy. So, my turn. Okay. Here's where I'm at, okay? Yeah, sure. Number one, if your name's not Megan, I don't want to hear your fucking lessons on how to win this thing because you don't have a clue. None of y'all have won a fucking thing. And I don't want to, I don't want to hear the, the class lessons because nobody knows. Yeah. Now, Second, if we're going to go through where I made the decisions that I made, I did the math on where I was at waiver-wise. I got 45 bucks or something like that. Na-na-na-na. Na-na-na-na. Hey! Goodbye! And... Could have did some things for 45. Oh, yeah. But I, I had it earmarked. Like, for week 10, I knew that I had another buy that I had to survive, another major one. I needed a quarterback, I needed a receiver, and I needed a reliable flex, and I needed a tight end. And I had to get all those players post buys. Mm -hmm. So that's where my math was on the money. I was going to casually scoop those players up as a came. Mm -hmm. And to drop, like I had no buys this week. So for me. Na 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 na. Hey, goodbye. I decided that I was going to get through this week, casually look at next week, casually look at the week after, and kind of scoop up what I needed along the way. My money was earmarked, and I wasn't going to let something fuck with that strategy because as far as I was concerned, if if he came up with an injury and couldn't play, it was just another stash. Right. Dropping him did nothing for me because I didn't have the money set aside to replace him. Na 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 Hey Goodbye But you say that but hear me out okay and this is uh, while I don't necessarily disagree with that notion okay as the season goes on every week there's more and more players added to the free agent pool that means the free agent pool gets more and more loaded every single week. So as much as you say, oh, I can't drop Hopkins because I can't afford to get him back. Yeah, that's true. More and more players get added every week. The fucking free agent pool becomes more and more loaded every week. So let's say, for example, you dropped DeAndre Hopkins, picked up one of the guys, and you survived. We had Deontay Johnson. He was picked up $2 this week. Chris Godwin, $1. Colin Murray, $2. Josh Jacobs, $4. This is what I'm saying. As and that the covers the, my counter to that would be, yeah, that covers the money aspect of it. But when I say I'm building my team to win, not get week by week, what I'm saying by that is when it comes to week 16, week 17, you're going to be playing teams that are just as fucking loaded up and you have to have your murky players. Na 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 Hey! Goodbye! 
Right, but also so if I'm going to take a top five receiver and just piss him off for somebody else to pick up, that's going to be against me in the long run. I'll tell you the spot that I like. I really fucked up because I already know it. it was last week when I messaged you and I had said I was about to pick up Lamar Jackson and yes. I slept on it for a bit. Yep. And right. Collins, Collins, all fucking people. Collins. <laughs> stepped in and, and picked him up for nothing. That was my play to get my long-term quarterback that was close by for free. And, then and I had it all queued up. Na, 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 na. Hey, goodbye. And I, fuck, I think I got busy at work throughout the day and I didn't even think of it again. But until I got a notification that said it picked him up. Because then that would have freed up all the money that I had for quarterback. That's right. So, and then okay. I'm, I'm maybe looking at things differently. So now that it's said and done, now that you have been eliminated, you discussed specifically saying that you'd rather die in your sword, stash your guys in their respective position slot, and be done with it. So now yeah. that it's done, now that you did in fact lose on that exact scenario, do you still agree with that strategy? Yeah, because yeah, I got no interest in, in going into like week 13 14 full of holes with no money left like if i if i don't have my vision in place ahead of time i don't need fucking what's like could point? you not like because as far as i'm concerned second in this league is no different than 10. you either right. win or you don't let's say you did in fact drop hopkins and go to the bar is it not inherently part of your strategy to drop a guy like that and have another team spend a huge portion of their web and thus give you a web advantage going forward? Is that not maybe a thing as well? But you just said they're going cheaper. So cheaper is that, still. Is that I mean, the reality or not? Najee just got, I mean, somebody just paid $18. I'm a level with Najee. you. I didn't, even, I didn't even look at waivers to see which went for. Yeah, Najee still went for big money. Najee went for 18 which at this point in season is pretty oh, big. Yeah, he's, he's worth every penny of that. You got him yep. for that. Uh, Bishop. Ooh, that's a good pickup. Na 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 na, na 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 na. Hey, goodbye. Gavin got his quarterback. Finally got Brady. Eight bucks. Very nice pickup. Yeah. I'm saying that I'm glad that we were finally able to get the decapitated member of this pool on as a guest for once. But fucking time. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> It's all it took. To be that guy. It's all it took was you getting eliminated to finally get someone on this fucking show. It's like, hey, you've been eliminated. Na 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 na. Hey, goodbye. Would it not have been the most incredible narrative if you said, "Holy fuck, Hopkins is out. I gotta drop someone," and you looked at your options and was like, "Jesus Christ." The only one I can pick up is Alan Robinson on Monday night. How is this happening? And it would have actually saved your season. Would that not have been the most incredible narrative? All the shit we've talked about Alan Robinson, he could have been your fucking savior. No, because I would have had to walk back all the shit talk. I didn't know Alan Robinson. <laughs> I wouldn't do that either. Na, 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 Hey, goodbye. All right, that's enough dunking on you for now. Let's go ahead and look at 
next week in the guillotine league and make some for predictions as to who we think is going to go down. I actually predict that Cam is going to lose this week. Really? Yes. Not by a big margin. I just think Cam just got enough going on this week that as it sits right now, he's going to be the one to go down. He's already in position. He's already in a position where Kyler may or may not play. So he's really, you know, the good, the real good QBs with the real nice matchups have been scooped up. So if at this point in the season, with only nine teams left, you've got to play scramble QB stream on Sunday morning, you're already behind the eight ball. Um, McLaurin's been iffy. Mitchell's been very good, but he's got a lower ceiling than some of the other big name running backs out there. Kelsey, we love, of course, and he's currently got two stashes. I find it really ironic, certain to think Aaron Bishop might be from this team because instead of dropping a kicker for a stash, he held on to his kicker, Tyler Bass, and elected to drop a defense, which I found unique. So interesting. Cam, again, defense is okay to stream, but I'd rather be in a position where I'd scramble to pick up any old active kicker and scramble for a defense because a defense can hurt you to the tune of negative points, whereas a kicker will just not produce as much maybe as a high-end kicker in a favorable matchup. So, Well, I'm going to continue my trend of not having a fucking clue what I'm talking about on the prediction front, and I'm going to select, oh, right, he's still in this pool, Brian Evans <laughs> to go down this week. It's probably appreciated not having his name called out for the last – Six, seven weeks. but Yeah, well, I made a promise. I promised him that I wouldn't uh, promise that I wouldn't pick him for a while. I think that window's closed now, but I don't feel the need to pick him this week. Why do you think uh, Ryan's team is going to go down? Looking at the matchups, like, uh, first of all, he's got Harris. He's, he's sitting on Williams to sub in there, but is Waller really back, or was that just a one-off? Also, DK, how's the whole Wilson coming back, not coming back thing going to go? Wilson's coming back this week. For sure he is? Yep. Pete Carroll came out today and said that had they, I think they do Wednesday walkthroughs, had they had practice, he said Russell Wilson would have been full participant this week. More than anything, I'm a little cautious of Josh Allen at this point. He has sink or swim potential, and it's been sink. I don't necessarily agree with that. I think they were embarrassed against the Jags last week. I think they murder the Jets into fucking CFL application status this week. Like I said in the prelude to that, I have been nowhere near right (laughs) throughout any of this, so it wouldn't surprise me if I was completely entirely wrong. Harris is a question mark with the um, concussion, and I don't like that Daryl Williams is a sub. Maybe it wouldn't be the case if Colin wasn't hogging all the high-end running backs. <laughs> but this is the thing, right? Keep away. It's crazy. It's He's crazy. Swatting the ball around at this point. So I think that your prediction is probably a decent one if in fact Harris does miss and he has to put Darren Williams in there. I don't think Williams is that bad. You know what, friend? One thing that you can at least take solace in is that the lesser and lesser teams that are in this pool, the higher chance you have actually predicting one of these decapitations correctly. 
I'm about to go to names in a hat. I think next week I will. I'll get names in a hat ready to pick them. Oh, Maybe no. random.org. Yeah, random.org. I was going to say at least give random.org the courtesy of doing that for you, friend. All right, let's move on now to the shirt of the week. Shirt of the week. Shirt of the week for week nine. This one, like last week, there was no clear choice. TBLCs, none of the matches were really close, but there was an obvious candidate that tied in to both your team, who was decapitated in the Guillotine League, and one of the losing teams in TBLC. That man was none other. Cowboys wide receiver, CeeDee Lamb. Two receptions on nine targets for a mere 23 yards. Good for just 4.3 points. Four verticals has CeeDee Lamb, TBLC, he lost by the smallest margin of victory, or sorry, by the smallest margin of defeat, which was 12 points. And then CeeDee Lamb's also memory, your team, Decapitation Nation, where you were decapitated by mere eight points. So I think he was a pretty obvious choice. And if CeeDee Lamb had even one of his medium games, you know, 17 points from CeeDee Lamb, and you're safe in the guillotine league and Ryan wins in TBLC and 17 points considering CD lamb's been good for 30 plus on a couple of occasions seems pretty reasonable. So I was kind of due because I got him from you after he did nothing for you. And then yep. he lit it up for me for like four or five weeks in a row. That's right. So it was a matter of time. It but was. Yeah, he did it. And then, I was covered in my own fecal matter as a result. Yep. The old mud missile right mud. out of the fucking poop shoot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thanks for that, CD. Yeah. I'm going to take it. As soon as we get off of this, I'm going to pound out a huge crunch and I'm going to call it a CD lamp. <laughs> CD lamp. That's amazing. The only way, like, I really wanted to just dunk all over you. I really wanted to put you in a fucking R. Kelly music video this week and just piss all over you. But I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it because at the end of the day, you still lasted way longer than I did. Although according to according to the standings, you finished way below me. I have a mere negative 15 points. You've got negative 69 points. I don't know what that's all about. I have no idea what you're talking about. Did you fuck with the standings just to no just to get me (laughs) are you serious Uh, the jabronis negative 69 yeah thanks commissioner powers to the rescue i can run with that that's a good move well done so i roll i was gonna make it negative 15.01 but i figured negative 69 be funnier I'll remember that when you're mailing me a finger next Tuesday morning. Yeah, no problem. I remember that when your wife sends me a seven-line-hour video of you and McDonald's just plowing back the fucking quarter-pounders. Wearing one of her dresses. Yeah, puking all over it. Oh, God. Anyway, it's late. Let's uh, call an episode. Mm -hmm. Great job, friend. Thanks for uh, 
taken your very mild abuse like a champ. Yeah, well, here's that. Best of luck good, in good your uh, TBLC match this week. You're going to need it. Yeah, not you. You can go fuck yourself. Yeah, no sweat. All right, friend. You have a good week. You too. See you, buddy. All right, bye. Thank you for listening to the Weekly Fantasy Roundup. Contact us anytime at the Weekly Fantasy Roundup at gmail.com.